This is going to be one of the craziest episodes I think you've ever heard before. You're about ready to hear an intro from Stephanie and I, who are going to give you an intro for what you're about ready to hear after that. But this is the intro before the intro. The intro is what you're about ready to hear. And the reason why is because I've decided that I am not going to allow this episode to actually be an episode of the Cliff Raven's Craft Show. I just don't feel great about how off the wall this episode is. It's it's authentic, it's transparent, it's really what happened. We're not I'm not embarrassed by that by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that this episode would be fine for Stephanie's Thriving Mosaic podcast because that's what she wanted it to be in the first place as far as a combined episode and she felt really good about it. And I also believe that this would make a great episode of the Audio Journal podcast, which is my behind-the-scenes podcast. And that's what I've decided this is going to be. So if you're hearing my voice right now, it means that you're listening to the most recent episode of Stephanie's Thriving Mosaic podcast, or you're listening to this on my audio journal podcast, which you can learn more about at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. For those of you listening to Stephanie's show that's never heard that. But it was originally intended to be the most recent episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But the reality is, is that I did not like the unprepared approach I mean, there was no plan of what was going to be said prior to hitting the record button, and personally, I was distracted a a lot. There was a great deal of distraction with our new little puppy, whom we love, but will not be in the studio when we record future episodes together. All of that stuff, it'll all make sense, I think, if you listen to this episode, and one other thing. At the end of this episode, I mentioned the fact that I was going to add a lot of audio feedback from people, like audio clips, testimonials of people's experience at Free the Dream 2019. I've been back for one week, and I'm getting ready to leave for another 12 days. I was just gone for 12 days, back home for one week. Never got caught up with email. Just about 140, 150 emails still to respond to. And I never had an opportunity to edit out all of, edit down all of the audio feedback that came in on Voxer. So at the end of this episode, there will not be any of those included audio clips. But um, I wanted to still share this episode as an episode of the Thriving Mosaic. Stephanie came down to record that day, hoping to that this episode would make it out to you guys. And you know, I still want my community, who are the true fans, who would listen to anything I put out into the world. That's the audio journal, folks, but I just didn't want to use this episode for the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I want to reserve the Cliff Ravenscraft show for something that I feel is a little bit more prepared and not, not uh, still authentic, still transparent, still re- authentic real life, but maybe not this real life. I, I just felt like for the Cliff Ravenscraft show, it, it just wasn't intentional enough for me. So with that being said, here's the most recent episode of... Thriving Mosaic and the Audio Journal. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hey guys, Cliff Ravenscraft here. Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie joined me for this week's episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, which is also... Or rather, I let Cliff take over Thriving Mosaic, whichever show you're listening to. And this is a combined episode for both of our podcast feeds. And quite literally, it is a massive train wreck. If this, at least the first 10 minutes, at least, I mean, a minimum of the first 10 minutes, complete train wreck of an episode. I almost deleted the whole thing and said, let's come back later. But there's no time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So we went on and we changed what we thought about. Well, Cliff changed what he thought about it and how he was feeling about it and, you know, put the free the dream steps to it. And and we finished. And it turns and out. entire episodes. 
turns out that it, I think if you make it past the first 10, 15 minutes, I think you might find some value in the conversation. There might be value in the first 10 minutes in that sometimes we don't have it all together either. There you go. And of course, you may have noticed that this episode is extremely long, like way over an hour. And that's because, well, quite frankly, we don't want to do, I, you know what, I, I need to st- stop saying quite frankly. Okay. I do. All right. So stop saying it. I need to do, say the reality is, quite frankly, it's, it's worse than um for me. Gotcha. Repeated phrases. I hate them. You have several. I do. And I want to eliminate all of them so I can pick up new ones to get mad about. <laughs> but anyway, this is the introduction for this episode, which is already extremely long. Yeah. But we want to tell you that this is the only episode that we're aware of that we're going to do where we're going to try to talk about Free the Dream 2019. And we also wanted to include a lot of audio feedback from people who were at Free the Dream. And so you're going to have that at the end of the episode. And with that... Here is this week's episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show and Thriving Mosaic. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Coming to you on Thursday, September 19th, 2019. And I'm super delighted to welcome in the studio my lovely wife, Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am have never been better and it gets better every single day. That's awesome. Do you know I always wonder why you're shouting at me? I just when we're podcasting. When, when I start podcasting, I like to shout. I like Poor to talk people. really, and they really keep loud. Listening. They do why? keep listening. They must turn you down. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do. Anyway, babe, uh, we are here because we're gonna talk about the what well, we're gonna try to do our best to talk about what happened at Free the Dream. 2019, our second annual version of this conference. Yeah, I'm again, it's kind of like last year. I'm not sure that there are right words. There, and that's that's the thing. There, how do you describe what happens at Free the Dream? And, and I don't think there are words that describe it, but we are going to hear, I think we should just share raw, authentically unscripted. Just simply, I think we should do that simply because I have not created an outline or a script of any nature whatsoever for what we're going to share, how we're going to approach this episode. And I'm not even sure if this is the right time to record, except for the fact that I can't think of any other time to record this. Yeah, this is when it falls in our schedule. (laughs) So this is when it has to be recorded. This is when it has to be recorded. I did not put out a podcast episode last week of this show. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mr. Consistency is key to success. Actually, you know, consistency is important. Consistency is critical. But if you skip a week, it's not going to be the end of the world. At least I don't think so. I know there are some folks that were upset last week. But the reality is is that I was in Franklin, Tennessee from September 3rd, I think. No, that's not right. No, you left on the 5th because you left after Matthew's. Okay. So September 5th all the way through this Monday, which was I think about 11 or 12 days that I was gone. And I went down a week early. I spoke at Jeff Goins' Tribe Conference. It was his very, I think he did Tribe Conference for five years, and I did the closing keynote for his very final uh, version of that conference. And that was a great honor. And then I was in, stayed in Franklin, Tennessee. His event, Tribe, was the week before Free the Dream. It was, this, it was one weekend, exactly seven days before our event started. And so I stayed in Franklin, Tennessee, 
And on Wednesday, I had the honor of speaking at the Nashville Podcaster Meetup, sharing over a decade of experience, some of the insights on how to, what, I, what I've learned about approaching podcasting through, through the years, not just in my own journey, but in helping lots of others. So that was a, a great deal of fun. Lots of relationship building, connecting with people at Jeff's event, same thing at the podcast meetup. And then we had our event. And the interesting thing for me is this year's event was totally different. I went into this event a different person than last year. And quite frankly, some radical things shifted in my own mind and my own identity in a way. I think I changed drastically over the last several weeks, if not the just since July. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll go into that in just a moment. But I want to ask you, what for you, what was it like going into Free the Dream this year? Did you have any expectations based upon last year? I did not. I I absolutely did not. I think maybe I learned last year not to have expectations, if that makes sense. It does. I was excited about connecting with people. It it was it was that. I connected with a lot of people more. Um I mean I, I was I went in excited about the people I knew I was gonna connect with, the people who I don't see every day, but are part of my daily life. And, and I loved that. That was fantastic. But then the connections that were made and the outside of that was quite phenomenal. Yeah. The, I, I got to tell you, just hearing this from, like, if I'm thinking from a listener perspective, I just wonder how people are receiving what we're putting out. Because quite frankly, what we've said, this is I hear everybody go to their events and they talk about it. it's like in the in the, the content was great, but man, it was the connections and quite frankly, I just don't think it sounds any different than anybody going to any conference. And the reality is, is that this is something different. It is, but I don't know that there are other words to describe it. I mean, I okay, so I gave a talk at Free the Dream that was very difficult at times for me to put together. Um, I was just telling my story, some things that I have worked through and overcome in my life, and it was difficult for me to put that together and the idea of sharing those things out loud. But when grown men come up to you with tears in their eyes and say, I get it, and it helped me, and the words that you said, I'm going to take the, like, this is going to heal me. That, I mean, without just explaining to you and pouring someone else's secrets out to you, there's no other way to say that than to say the connections and the... And I don't mean connections as in, you know, he has something in his mouth. Um, you can, we, we've podcasted with children. We've podcasted with, now we're podcasting with a puppy. This is interesting. You can't really describe that. Well, I think, I think we could try. So, and, and I think you did. He's, he's fine, babe. Just let him walk around over there. We have a brand new puppy who is 16 weeks old. His name is... He's 17 weeks old now. He, is he, he 17 now? Yes. Because 17 we've had weeks him old. for two weeks and he was 15 weeks when we bought Okay. He's 17 weeks old and I I never thought that the Ravenscrafts would ever own a dog, but we have a puppy and this is the first time he's been in the Next Level studio while we're recording. So I, I'm sure he's leaving his mark. I hope not. You told me to leave him over there. He was fine. All right. Anyway, man, I'm wondering, is this episode even worth recording right now? Just authentically. That's because I feel like, for me, I feel like, man, the Cliff Ravenscraft show needs to have some sort of, it, it needs to have some sort of point to it other than to say it's really difficult to describe something. 
um, then then why try? Uh, that, that I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. This is what's going through my head, and it's like, man, you guys are obviously distracted by your new puppy. Um, you know, this is the only time that you have to record. So, is this the best of what we get? I mean, the, the, I'm just Stephanie. These are the things that are going through my head. I understand. And you know what? It's it's head trash that even I need to say it there. It's like, wait, what are you focused on? I'm focused on the fact that I'm not prepared. What does that mean? Well, I've chosen to mean that this is going to be a terrible episode from the beginning before I even hit record. Uh, what actions are you going to take? I'm going to feel really lousy about the fact that we're recording this right now. Well, I mean, we can scrap this whole thing and record later and you can prepare. It's not going to change the fact that I still won't have words to just like. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to apply the free the dream message, um, over this. Okay. So here, here's the thing. This is, we talk about, I, I spoke, Last year at Free the Dream 2018 and Free the Dream 2019, we get to change how we feel about anything. And I can turn this episode right here from a class two behavior to a class one behavior by reevaluating my three vital decisions. By the way, for those that don't know, a class two behavior is something that is good for you, good for others, and serves the greater good, but you don't really enjoy it. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you even hate it. Now, I wouldn't so go so far to say right now, class two behavior, the first, how how long we, you know, maybe first 10 minutes or so of this episode, it's not that I've hated it or anything. It's like, yeah, just not liking this. All right, but what can I do to make this a class one behavior? Which by the, uh, uh, class one behavior is it's good for you, good for others, serves the greater good, the only difference between a class two behavior and a class one behavior is a class one behavior is something you enjoy. You actually like it. You look forward to it. You're excited about it. You do and like podcasting. I, I And I do love podcasting, but what I'm saying is this recording this episode right now for the first five to 10 minutes was a class two behavior, but I'm going to, because of the, th- remember the three vital decisions. What am I focused on? What does it mean? What actions am I going to take? So, Here's what I'm going to tell you. What am I focused on? I'm focused on the fact that, okay, yes, we're recording a podcast episode. I have no outline. I'm focused on the fact that um, not only is there no outline, I'm focused on the fact that we really don't even know what we want to say or how to say it. Um, And then I'm focused on the fact that we have a puppy that's distracting us. Um, and, and so the thing is, is what does that mean? It means, well, this is a terrible episode. This is all this other stuff. Now, what I'm going to say is that this is a great opportunity to say, you know what? I am going to change the meaning of this. This is an opportunity for us to show that in the midst of feeling this just isn't going well, I don't know that we should do this. Let's just dump this. Let's forget this. It's an opportunity to be authentic. It's an opportunity to redefine what this means, to shift gears and and feel differently and then go forward with passion and zeal about what this makes possible for us. So with that being said, I'm going to take a different action. We're, we're going to continue this episode. And it's going to be amazing. Okay. <laughs> Here's how. First of all, I refuse to say anymore. I think it's a limiting belief that sa- that says we can't communicate what it means to connect differently. So, with that being said, I want to challenge both of us to come way come up with ways to communicate it. That and and I'm I'm to blame for this. I'll I'll accept a lot of blame. I am the one who has said over and over again, there are no words that will describe what exper- it, what lies in the experience of free the dream. There's no way to co- So you you talked about it. And I think we could do it without sharing experiences. You spoke on stage about three different beliefs that were holding you back from living the life for which you were created. What were those three beliefs? The first belief was... I have to live up to the expectations of others. All right. The second belief was... I should be ashamed. And the third belief was... I am unlovable. All right. And so you shared authentically uh, the expectations that other people have placed on you. Give, give me some examples, just two or th- maybe one, two or three examples of where people have expected you to live up to their thoughts of how life ought to be. 
Okay, so one of the stories I, um, well, briefly mentioned was that six months into our marriage, you provided me with a letter um, stating all of your unspoken expectations that I was not meeting. Yep. Um, Unspoken expectations will kill any relationship every time because you can never live up to unspoken expectations. Yep. And I learned my lesson very quickly after doing that. And I think we grew as a result of that, but it was, it was, there, there's probably a better way I could have approached that now in <laughs> hindsight. But, uh, the reality is, is that, you know, that was, that, that's a, that's an, we grew, I grew significantly and our marriage grew significantly after learning just how important it is for us to talk about what it is that we expect. And even then, uh, what's important, I think, from your journey is to learn that I don't care what your expectations are, if they don't match up to with what I feel led to live in my true identity, I, you know, I'm going to be me. But that came a lot later in life. I know it but, did. Um, but so my, um, one of the other examples that, you know, when I was 19 years old, you um, came to me and told me that you felt the call to full-time ministry. And I did not. <laughs> Um, I did not, um, I'm saying, um, a lot and I'm catching it. So that's all right. I, I did not. And I felt crippled and, and kind of shattered underneath the expectations of being a pastor's wife. And I remember our, um, the balloon, um, so Leo found a balloon in Cliff's office. It's it's a it, it's it, a giant balloon. It's a helium balloon with one of those weighted things, and it still it still has enough helium in it or whatever to. Is that from to, Father's Day. From Father's Day, yeah. And so he went to go pull it, and and it and it's like pulling away from him, and he's like, "Hmm, what is this?" Weighted. And he's kind of freaked out by the balloon. Have you seen him snap at the um, the door stops? Have you seen him do that yet? Like he'll go and he'll try to bite it at the door stop, and oh. then because it's a spring, it'll sp- and it, he jumps back. It's really funny. Yeah. Okay, Leo. Hey, buddy. And by the way, just so everyone knows, his he's not named after Leo Laporte, a famous podcaster. He's not. It, our daughter named him before we got him. All right. Yeah. I think. Are you Are you almost done there, bud? Okay. No, I, I think that was a no. So, um, just how crippling it was to live underneath the expectations of the church board and the congregation, and you know, our head pastor at the time was telling me to to break that mold that I didn't have to live up to those expectations that I didn't have to stand on the pedestal that they wanted me to stand on but being 19 and and trying to break that mold but then feeling pulled and and I mean some really mean things were were happening and trying to reconcile that and be who I was meant to be was a trying time. So here's the interesting thing. As a result of you being authentic and sharing that portion of your story about how you always felt that you, for you to be able to be the best version of yourself, you always felt let, you felt compelled to live up to the expectations of your new husband who had some really weird ideas about how marriage ought to be. (laughs) You had this church board who thought a pastor's wife ought to be this way and, and, and laid off. And you felt like I need to live up to this. And when you didn't, you felt lousy. So the reality is, is a lot of people at free the dream have, were resonating with the fact that they have had, (laughs) <laughs> just he, you want to put the balloon on the outside outside we're getting ready we're why are you bringing it over here he's just going to bark over here now it, he's barking at the balloon you know that right all right <laughs> okay well, you talk for a second so people were resonating with that and it was an amazing thing 
to to see oh, people be able to connect with that part. And I I started the whole part about unspec about expectations starting off with by nature I am not a people pleaser. It does not come naturally to me to try to please people and when I felt the pressure of all of these expectations it then became crippling. Yes, and and people came up to you and and connected by saying Wow, I've just I realized just how much of my life up to this point has not been for me, but it has been uh living up to other people's expectations. I just I never realized that I wasn't actually living my life. I've been living what other people want of my life. And that so that's what we're talking about when we say connections. People are pouring their heart out to you, telling you some of the yeah, deepest, a- darkest recesses of their souls things they've never had a conversation with be with people before and they're talking about how they're resonating with you yeah it's not just the exchange of a business card or hey let's connect on facebook it's actual life sharing that's exactly it it's it's at the heart so so the second expectation i should be ashamed you don't have to go into depth here as you did on stage, but I mean, you can you can say what it is that you shared from your past. Yeah, so I, I shared that when I was four years old, I was sexually abused by my mom's second husband. And... There were several there people. There were several people and, and several different instances and circumstances where... It, it was all a secret and it all had to be, you know, I couldn't tell anybody and um, lies were made up and told about where I was when I was at therapy. And like there were all of these secret things going on and it as, as a very young, I mean, I was, I was five when I was in therapy and when these things were happening. And so as a five-year-old, on one point, your parents are telling you, you know, you don't lie and you don't keep secrets and you don't do this. But then where this one instance has occurred, it, it is it is a secret and it's not supposed to be told to anybody. And so at five, I connected shame to that and that there was something that I had done wrong and that nobody was allowed to know. And so I boldly stood on stage and said, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I did nothing wrong. Wrong was done to me. I have no shame here. Right. And so as you can imagine, there were several people over the course of the weekend who have also unfortunately had uh, someone who, he's just got his Kong. Oh, what's he got? A cable tie. Oh, great. <sighs> okay, so we need to make sure that the next level studio his becomes... His playpen comes in today. Does it? Yes. Awesome. I think, if I remember all of the delivery dates correctly. <laughs> yes. Uh, we. You know what? Nah, it doesn't matter at this point. This episode is sponsored Here's by Chaos. Well, <laughs> it's all good. It's authentic. It, this is authentic. This it's is probably- real. People always want, you know, family from the heart. And, and I know that it had a very different audience than, than the Cliff Ravenscraft show. Um, I'm going to use this episode as this week's thriving mosaic also. Mm-hmm. And he's right here. People always say they want a look behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. This is what happens when real life wakes up and says, no. you know, here I am. It, it is just the way that it is. Did he get it all out already? No, that's on his lip. You said, <laughs> see, this is, this is how it is. It is, um, it is an exciting life that we live. We love it every day. Well, we love it most uh, all day, every day. I'm just kidding. I love my life. I have a thing on the kitchen, on the kitchen, on the entryway table that says um, to live a life that you're in love with. Yes. And I, I do that even when podcasting with a puppy is crazy and chaotic. Okay. So what I was saying is that obviously people had come up to you and told you 
things that, quite frankly, they've never spoken to anyone. People who have also been sexually abused uh, in their past. And there are people there that have never told anyone. And for the first time in their adult life, now they're, they're coming up and telling you not the details, right. but, but for the first time ever speaking out loud, oh my gosh, I have been ashamed my entire life. And I realize how that's been affecting my relationship with my spouse. And this isn't, by the way, this, you know, I don't, I think some people, when they hear sexual abuse and stuff like that, they, they think women. But um, it's not just women. It's not just women. It is not just women. I almost think that they're, I, I would, I hate generalizations. Okay. I really do. I actually um, made one at dinner last Saturday night that bothered me afterwards, and I haven't corrected it yet. But anyway, um, so I'm, I'm trying to choose the right words to not make this a generalization, but I would imagine that shame resonates more with men who have been abused as children than with women. Does that make sense? Yeah. It it seems so, it seems to you that it 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 seem it, that it does. Yes. Um okay, so then the third thing that you shared from the stage was I'm unlovable. I'm unlovable. And I shared a story about how when I was um 9 years old, and I came home from school at the end of the school year of the fourth grade that my mom asked, uh, who wants to go spend the summer with your dad? And I don't remember that summer at all, but I remember my mom didn't come back at the end. And how that started a series of events and a series of um feeling unlovable and that stayed with me for a very long time yeah and as, again all, an entirely different group of people came up and connected with you and talked about how they felt abandoned by one of their parents you know they had they also experienced the mother wound or the father wound and and so when you say that people, you know, that lots of connection, that that that's it's the thing. heart connection. It's not. This wasn't. Oh my gosh! I really met and I networked, and it, it's like I think there's going to be great business opportunities that are likely to come out of this. This is not free the dream. No. This this is oh my gosh! F- I, I met my people who get me. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So the, the it's like, wow, I feel like for the first time, there's a community of people where it is safe for me to be authentically who I am, which, by the way, not perfect, lots of flaws, lots of brokenness, but I can, I, believe, I finally believe that I can experience healing in my life from these things, that my past does not equal, equal my, my future. future. Um, I had I had one gentleman come up to me and he said, I just, I have to talk to you. I have to share with you um, because I feel like you, you, you get me. You understand brokenness. And we talked and, and we talked um, several times over the weekend. And I told him, on Sunday before we left, I said, on Friday, you said this to me. And you're right. I understand brokenness. But what I want you to leave here knowing is I understand wholeness. Yes. And that's what I want for you. I understand wholeness and freedom. That is incredible. Uh, so, yes, lots of connection. <laughs> <laughs> we connected with a lot of people. And you know, the thing is, is that wasn't the only thing that you and I shared lots of stories from our family. 
one of my favorite moments of the event, uh, actually my favorite moment of the event was your talk, personally. Um, I Gosh, I think there's somebody who had a picture of me. I don't. Did you n- even notice me sitting in the front row watching your talk? Well, here's the thing. The bright lights hurt my eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. So I can see people, but I can't see faces. But I didn't know where you were because I pointed you out and I talked to you several times. Yeah. Like, we still need to order my Carrie Underwood tickets. Okay, great. Um, so anyway, I just want to say that your talk was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I know that I can say this, but the reality is, is there were a number of people that said that, quite frankly, you outshined me on stage. And you did. Um, not just in the, the power of the message that you brought to the stage, you know, uns- the the, I, the limiting belief that I li- need to live up to the expectations of others, the, um, the limiting belief that I should feel ashamed, that I, that I should be ashamed, and un- limiting belief number three, I am unlovable. And how you, how you told the story of going to Colorado, going up the mountain, and coming back a different healed person, and how God did that for you, which, by the way, maybe I'll share that in a future episode of the Cliff Raven Scrap Show, your talk because I think it would be very powerful for people to hear. And the so your talk, the message of your talk, quite frankly, I think was right up there in line with the entire Free the Dream message. I don't necessarily know that I would say one is more valuable than the other, but they're just, they're so equally weighted in the value in different ways. But I will tell you this, Technically, from a technical perspective, you did a better professional speaking session and a better scored session than Cliff Ravenscraft on that stage. That's funny because my score teacher would be horrified to know I did very little preparation for that. No, you did you did plenty of preparation. So, first of all, foremost, you you chose your keyword, you know, you mm-hmm. you chose your keyword, which was limiting belief that held you, it was limiting belief, actually, uh, which, but you even extended it to limiting belief that kept you from living the life for which you were created. Um, you had your ugly sentence that Ken Davis recommends. Every free the dream attendee can live the life that they were created if they will eliminate these three limiting beliefs. So you had that, and you had your limiting beliefs. You had them memorized. And not only did you have the three limiting beliefs, but you had stories, illustrations, and everything to back it up. You had your open of your talk, and you had your close of your talk. It was an absolute, on a scale of one, one to 10, I would say that your talk quite frankly, was a 10 out of 10. Thank you. If there's only, if I had to nitpick anything, which I wouldn't, but if there's anything to nitpick is the fact that this is the first time you've ever stood on a stage in front of people, a, a crowd of this size, to do a professional conference speaking session where you did not sit down on a couch like you did last I year. Did. And there's just a little bit of, you know, the movement on the stage was kind of like, you know, rocking back and forth or dancing, which I do a a bit of that myself and I have to be very conscious of it. It's kind of like an unintentional um here and there. It's my my balance. (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah, that's why I sat down last year. I didn't sit down last year because I was afraid to stand in front of those people. I sat down because I was afraid to fall. (laughs) Um, I... I have terrible balance and should not be left to walk on my own. But the thing is, and I don't think it was, I I think it was perfect. I really do. I'm not even going to say like a 9.5. It it was a 10 out of 10, your talk was. And all of my sessions going in, I would say the best solo session that I did this year was probably an 8 out of 10. And I don't think all of them were an 8 out of 10. I think I think some of them might have been even closer to like a seven or a six point five, and that has a lot to do with how I went into this event. I believe, and I'm what I'm talking about is not the content and the value and in the 
the response that people received. I'm talking about like scoring myself and and rating myself on a technical professional skill set level. I know that I was I'm capable of tens, but I didn't even go up to try to deliver a ten this year. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So for me, something significant happened. I was talking with someone that I'm not talking about, um, <laughs> but I was talking with somebody, and and he says, "How how are things going?" And I said, "You know, the interesting thing is, I've got the kind of one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life. The second annual conference for Free the Dream is coming up, and." And interestingly, everybody's like, Cliff, hey, I just, I know that you're really super busy and you got lots of things and you've probably got just overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Uh, but hey, I, I just wanted to say this or I just wanted to ask this or I hope you don't mind, you know? And I'm like, I, I kind of love that people feel that way because it, 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 you know, the volume of contact that's coming in is, is more manageable, you know, because people feel like, ah, Cliff's probably so overwhelmed, I shouldn't bother him. But what I told him is I said, you know, I'm actually at a place in my life where I'm experiencing more peace than I've ever felt in my entire lifetime. What, and, and I said, authentically, when I started Free the Dream, there's no doubt in my mind that a great deal of my purpose in life was the, the, the focus of why I created what I wanted to create with Free the Dream. There's no doubt in my life, in my mind, that I was put on this earth to share what I've learned from my experiences, successes and failures both, uh, from the goals that I've set, uh, the, the things that I'm reading, the things that I'm studying, the things that I'm learning, all of my education, experience, skills, talents, abilities. I know that I've been put on this earth to share all all of that in an authentic and transparent way that entertains, educates, encourages, and inspires others, specifically for the purpose of waking people up, changing their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve so that they can actually break free from anything and everything, holding them back from living the lives for which they were created to live. That is what I know I'm supposed to do, and it's why Free the Dream exists today. However, there was also something else that was very important about Free the Dream for me, and it was this need for significance in my life, this, which we all have, six human needs. One of, you know, we have the need for certainty, the need for uncertainty and variety, the need for connection and love, the need for significance, and the need for growth and contribution. We all have these six basic human needs, and Sometimes we desire to fulfill some needs more than others. And significance sometimes will rear its ugly head. I need to feel really significant. You know, it's not enough that I've trained all these people how to podcast. It's not enough the the ripple effects that I've had there. It's not enough that I've been able to have an amazing amount of impact, 12, 14 people at a time in a workshop. You know, I want the significance of a stage that's tens of thousands of people. And and I still don't believe that I came up with that goal or that vision of the future as a selfish desire. It just came to me. It's a vision that still won't go away. Um, but once I fully accepted it and embraced it, I, it started to, ooh, this, th- that would be significant, wouldn't it? And I, I don't know that I ever allowed myself to really understand and get clear about the fact of how much the launch of Free the Dream 2018 and this conference, how much significance played a role in the motivation of everything. And so I was driven to seem significant in this. It's it's like, man, I'm doing this conference and we're going to do this and we're going to accomplish and it's going to have this and it's going to be significant, you know, and and I, and I it's and as a result of it being significant, that means I'm significant, I'm important, I'm valuable. There, I, I, there's, there's more meaning to my life than, than I maybe had originally thought to give myself credit for. And so 
what you guys don't know behind the scene is Stephanie is sometimes sitting in the chair across from me and I'm looking at her and sometimes she walks up and goes over and sees what Leo's doing and and uh he was eating your tape covering yes. your yeah. boards. Anyway, we So, like all children, I moved him and gave him something else to play with. Yeah, he's playing with his chew toy now. So, but the thing is is what happened was Something happened in July, and it was back that I talked about it in episode 615 of this podcast where I brought Ray Edwards on. If you're relatively new to this podcast, if if this is your first episode, I'm actually, I am shocked that you're still here listening to this. I mean, I think it's getting, it's really good right now, but if you made it through the first 10 minutes of this podcast and you're still listening, pat yourself on the back. You just, I mean, you deserve you you deserve to reward yourself today. Go out and and buy yourself a burrito bowl or something like that at Chipotle. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying, Stephanie? Okay, so the significance, July, Ray. the the episode six fifteen with Ray. Just pick him up and hold him. Oh, yeah. Bring it. Bring the chew toy with you. We we've got to figure this thing out. This whole puppy lifestyle. Says the dude who keeps going out of town over and over and over again. Yeah, that and that's not ending anytime soon, is nope. it? <sighs> anyway, significance. So I was just saying that you know yeah. I I I, 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 I don't need saying. this event to be significant. Don't bite me. And what I was saying to this person, I said, I'm, I'm so at peace. It's like I feel like for the first time, I don't feel like there's anything that I'm lacking that I. I feel whole and that free the dream coming up, first and foremost, there's absolutely nothing that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. That that was the first thing that I, I, I felt is there's nothing that could go wrong for free the dream. Everything, all of the people who are supposed to be at free the dream, they will be there. That's it. I, I know that. The people who are supposed to be at free the dream are going to be there. The message that those people need to hear, they they will receive that message. That message may be from me. It may be from one of the other absolutely amazing speakers that I've invited to this stage. And it may what they need to hear may actually come not from the stage, but from an interaction with one other person at this event. And maybe not even an attendee. It could be somebody that they met and in the in in the line at lunch somewhere, you know, and it, whatever. It's just like I, I'm just. I didn't feel like there was anything I needed to do to make what was going to happen that week happen. That for me was really weird, and also that meant that. Listen, my I, I know I'm going to be on stage. What's you're looking like you want to say something? No, I'm just I was rolling back through what you had just said to make sure I was processing it. Okay, got it. Here. So the interesting thing is that I knew I was going to be on stage a total of eight different times, and the first opening keynote talk I got on stage, I, I've delivered that five times. That exact keynote, five times. In fact, I've done it three times within the last 60 days before Free the Dream. Three. There was Ray Edwards, Giovanna Ellison, Tribe Conference. I gave the same exact talk three times. The other sessions of Free the Dream, I haven't done since last year. Didn't practice them once. Now, with that being said, the content of Six Human Needs, uh, Creating Lasting Change, Getting Leverage in Your Life, uh, three vital decisions, uh, the step-by-step formula. Actually, I did do the step-by-step formula, how to achieve every goal, any goal in San Diego for social media marketing world. So I had done that. And then the knowledge is not power. I hadn't done any of those except for the one, since last year. And I'm like, I know this content. I don't feel like I need to prepare. I don't need to obsessively go over my slides. I know when I get on that stage... The words and the stories, that's the thing. I, was, I'm, I should actually decide ahead of time what stories I'm going to tell with each of the points. And I'm like, no, just get up there and, 
and and trust that the right stories will come at the right time. And that's how I went into it. And it's like, and even if I fail miserably in front of everyone, then I will be able to use that failure live on stage to say that, guys, you you are worthy, you're capable, you have what's necessary, you can do this, you don't have to be perfect. And so I didn't go up there trying to be a 10 out of 10 on the on the presentation style. And the the other thing is, is that the opening keynote address, even though I had done it perfectly, I, I, I had delivered it a total of three times, and I was a 10 out of 10 every single time on, on the technical skill level and content level. It was like people were in tears afterwards, and it's like, wow, that's a you know, standing ovation all three times. Free the Dream opening keynote this year, on a skill level, I I would rate the opening keynote of Free the Dream 2019 probably about a 6.5. Like my intro, like, like the opening story was 70% of my talk. And that's never been in my plan. That's never been rehearsed. And that's just how it came out. So much so that my closing story completely was eliminated and the entire meat slash content slash training of the talk was in the final 10 minutes of the talk. And I've never done that before. And while on a technical speaking professional skill level, that didn't make me feel significant, didn't make me look significant. But at the same time, I think that was the best conveyance of that message I'd ever given before but uh, but only for that audience only for an audience where a majority of those people already knew me but maybe didn't know that much of the story does that make sense it does make sense how much of that did you actually hear I heard all of it okay cool I'm very different from you babe I know you are and I'm thankful for that I heard all of it and I I think that I understand what you mean when you say, you know, that that you had looked to free the dream for significance. Um, I've never done that. I have always gone into, well, last year when I went into free the dream, it was you. It was you. Like, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know the part that I would play. But even still... I still felt humbled to be a part of what was happening there. I think that I have felt that all year, even in planning this year's event. I am humbled to be a part of these lives changing, of helping these people grow and move forward and free their dream. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I, want to say one last thing, and, and and I'll wrap up this point, and that is... Free the dream was if I had to if I had to evaluate with a real authentic transparent evaluation. Free the dream 2018 was 40 percent about my significance, 60 percent seeing major massive transformation in the lives of people that attended the event. And if I'm being super transparent and completely authentic, I'd say this year. It was about 5% in pursuit of my own significance and 95%. I almost felt like it wasn't even my event. I felt like a a guest guest. at, dare I say, God's event. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, absolutely, because that's how I felt. I don't feel like it was. Last year, I very much feel Free the Dream was my event. And prior to July of this year, I was absolutely convinced that this was not my event. This was Cliff and Stephanie's event that prior to July. But what I think was giving me so much peace about this is it's not our event. It's not. It's not about us. And maybe maybe I've heard that so many times when people are on stage and they're saying, you know, when you're giving a talk, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about who's hearing it. And... I'm sorry. 
My distraction came not in the fact that this puppy is wiggling in my lap, but the fact that your sign up there is crooked. (laughs) Just wanted to point that out. I can put up with a lot of things, but that sign being crooked is the one thing that like tipped me over the edge. Gotcha. (laughs) No, I don't even remember. You were saying saying. that I, you know, you hear they say it's not about you. Yeah, it's it's not about you. It's not about you know, obviously. Standing there and and giving the talk that I gave, that was my story. The story was about me. But giving it was not about me. It was about who was going to hear it and how it was going to change their life. And so I think that I take that into Free the Dream. Like, I I have never gotten significance from the idea idea of being there or from the planning um that doesn't mean that i don't look for significance in my own ways oh yeah we all do but it has never come from that and so i don't know i i am truly honored and humbled to be a part of the of free the dream yeah and it was very weird. I was actually introduced on stage as the co-founder of Free the Dream, and that feels weird. Yeah. Well, it well the, I I don't think it feels weird, but but it's like it, it's like you and I are co-founders, and and I think that that the other co-founder is God, and and you know he he's actually he's the founder, and we are co-founders. How's that? Okay. But anyway, I I, I, w- I just want to say that it was an incredibly awesome experience. Another favorite moment of mine is seeing our three kids on stage. That was so cool. It, it really was. I I'm blown away. And in fact, my favorite photo of the entire event was taken by Guillaume, Guillaume and he was from Switzerland, and he captured the most candid moment. And it was you and I sitting at the table where my mom, my mom and dad were there. I know. My dad came last year. My, my mom, mom and dad need to come. That would be fun. That would be cool. But um, we were sitting there at the table watching on stage and he captured this moment and the smiles on our faces. Uh, oh, man, I am so proud of our children. Yeah, they they did an incredible job. They were real. They were themselves. And they told the story from their perspective. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We, we had amazing speakers. Tracy Trost did an amazing job talking about the neuroscience of, of our belief system. PJ Jonas, once again, crushing it with inspiring people to go away from Free the Dream and find out how they can include their families in the work that they do. That was awesome. I know one who already is. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ray Edwards talking about, you know, if, if basically you need to, to turn your business towards looking for the miracles, uh, you, you know, dream bigger is what Ray says. I love that. Paula Foster saying in the midst of uncer- un- unexpected circumstances, uh, you know, she's not done dreaming. She, she's, she knows she's not finished. That was amazing. Uh, John C. Morgan defeating people's fear. Ah, and entertaining in a, such I know. a powerful I mean, he way. Is, he's so entertaining, and I think that that makes that message more powerful. Yeah. Mark Mason never knew he had it in him. I mean, I... I, I, I How did you not know? He's your best friend. I, well, like, I've never seen him speak the way he spoke on the, on the stage of Free the Dream 2019. Mark Mason... You crushed it. Yes, you did, brother. And and Mark will. There is no doubt. He he is literally at the top of the list of headliners for Free the Dream moving forward. Absolutely, incredible job, Mark Mason. Aaron Walker. Def- always. This man is is always going to have a spot on the Free the Dream stage. I think stage. I'm going to start calling him Big A. Big, just Big A, bringing it. He brought it all the time. And can. Can you just call and talk to me? Like, I, I want Aaron to just call and talk to me. Well, just just tune into his Facebook lives on on Facebook. I'll have to do that. Yeah, he'll talk to you every day from the Greenway. I love I, it. I'm starting to talk like him now. You're not Big A here. You're not. Trust me. You I sound can't. nothing like I sound Big nothing A. Like it. Dale Smith. Oh my goodness. 
Dale Smith, you are spectacular. Sarah Moore Raider, incredible job with your first Free the Dream ever speaking engagement since making that dream, uh, writing that dream down in your book, Free the Dream 2018. I'm so thrilled for you and, and thank you for getting out there and talking about what's possible in the midst of ashes. And I've heard people refer to those ashes and rising from them, and it had a powerful impact. Jeff Goins, Run Your Own Race. Loved it. You know what's better than being better than everyone else? Be, or what's better than being better? Being the only. And you can own, you're the only you you can be. So I, I love that. Anna Powers talking about the fact that, you know what? If you're God's child, it's okay to be rich. And a lot of people needed to hear that message. And not to mention the fact that I've heard from one person who made a desire, who made a decision that, you know what? I, I felt like your talk and who else's talk was it? I can't remember off the top of my head, but there were two specific talks that this person says, you know what? I left the faith a long time ago and I'm, re- I'm reconnecting with God in a powerful way. I, I felt like he was calling me home through Anna Power's talk and also one other person's talk. I can't remember which one, but it was a it was profound. And then Giovanna Ellison. I mean, come Seriously. on. We're going to Thrive Conference together, aren't we? Yeah, Okay. absolutely. Good. I've already made that commitment. I need to add it to my calendar so that nothing can take that spot. I wonder if we can talk Giovanna into giving you and I... I think we're going to be... A, a, uh, a session together. That's just too much. Um... I think that we'll be on the road for like three weeks next summer. Oh, we will. We will. And then, come on, Chad Cadell. Chad Cadell. This guy. Making our dreams come true by working it out to be here and crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Which I, here's the thing. Chad was my pastor for years. I knew that he was going to deliver a phenomenal message because he is a dynamic speaker and like John C. Morgan, he is funny. And, but he, I don't know, he brought it in a way that. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he brought Our, it, he brought it in a way that only Chad Cadell could do it. True. And, and here is, here is the only feedback that Chad needs to know. Our 14 year old daughter is a huge critic. Just is. When she goes to these events with us and she sits and she listens to speakers, she, she critiques. That's what she does. And she said, remember, she's 14. She said, Chad made me laugh, but Chad also made me cry. And not many people can do that. Yep. So, big yep. words. Big words. Chad Cadell. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if I can convince him to do closing keynotes for Free the Dream from this point forward, he will always have a right. space on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's the deal. This episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, it started out really rough. Uh, but when we talk about connections, we're talking about something that that defies really the words to describe it. But I think you get a little bit more hint now at, at what happens Here's what I'm going to do. This this is already an incredibly interesting and different and unique episode, but it's not over yet. There are a lot of folks on uh, Voxer from Free the Dream who jumped onto Voxer to share some of their thoughts, and I'm going to close out the show by playing for you just back to back without any commentary. Just some of the things people were saying as a result of their experience of Free the Dream. That way, we're not going to try to come back with more episodes in the days and weeks ahead, uh, trying to to describe to you something that's quite frankly you only can experience. And and by the way, I'm not going to aggressively market Free the Dream next year. Uh, that's not to say I won't market it. it. Won't. It's not to say that I won't mention it at the bot- at the end of an episode every now and then. Maybe potentially every week. I have no idea. But here's what I will tell you. I'm not going to try to convince you to come to Free the Dream. Either you're going to desperately want to come to Free the Dream or you're not. 
And at some point, if that's you and you want to go, then go to freethedreamconference.com and grab your tickets. Free the Dream 2020 is going to be in the summer next year because it helps us uh, not have to worry about our kids having to be back at school the, on Monday following the event. But we also heard a ton of people who, I'm an educator, or I have kids, and I'd love to bring my family. And what you're going to hear is you're going to hear people brought their kids this year. People brought their spouses this year. And in fact, if anybody is married and you're thinking about coming free their dream, save up until you can buy two tickets. Don't Don't come alone. Uh, if you do, well, we'd love to have you. You're going to have an incredibly awesome time. But when you go home and try to explain to your spouse what happened, they're just not <laughs> well, going to understand. I mean, you heard understand. the first 10 minutes. And yeah. It, it is. It can be difficult to put into words what actually happened. Yeah. And so, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming in and doing this episode with yeah. me here in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Of course, hello to those of you also subscribe to the Thriving Mosaics show, uh, Thriving, Thriving Mosaic podcast hosted by my wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft, available, by the way, in your favorite podcast directory of choice, Thriving Mosaics. Stephanie has a solo show. You should check it out. And the rest of this episode is brought to you from those who attended Free the Dream 2019. And here's some of the things they had to say. Until next time, Stephanie and I encourage you to live your life on purpose. Hey, just a real quick reminder. I mentioned at the very, very, very intro, like the first intro to the intro to the intro of this show, this particular episode, that I'm not going to include those audio clips at the end. So with that being said, there are no audio clips here because I just haven't had an opportunity to get through all of them, edit them down to put into this episode. My apologies. I do plan to make use of all of those audio files in the near future, but I'm on my way out <laughs> out the door again for another 12-day road trip to Colorado with my son, and then I'm back for three days, and then I'm out to LA for another trip. So... I'll be I'll be out there soon with with something with this. Maybe in Colorado I might have an opportunity to work on them, but no audio clips here for you. Sorry. Until next time, I encourage you to do what Stephanie said. I think is it's like live your life on purpose. Live your life with purpose and take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and to man.